You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm musician, filmmaker, Marcia Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my brand new solo album, please visit marcianovelli.com slash pledge. This week, we're welcoming Nashville-based singer-songwriter Gabe Dixon to the show. Gabe's music's featured in movies and TV shows. His track Find My Way is the opening track in the 2009 movie The Proposal, and All Will Be Well was featured in Parks and Recreation. He's also performed live on the Jimmy Kimmel and Craig Ferguson shows. Over the past few years, Gabe has changed almost everything about his career. Following the release of 2011's One Spark, he has focused on starting from scratch, making the transition from major to indie artist by leaving his longtime label and management group to do things his way. With his latest album, Turns to Gold, out now, we're looking forward to hearing more about the record, talking with Gabe about the transition from major to indie, and the advice he'd offer to his fellow musicians. Hey Gabe, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not doing, too bad. We're doing, doing pretty well. good. Yeah, well, that's, well, the, yeah. that's the word. Well, so, at least one of, one of us like to use proper grammar, the other one's from Scotland. <laughs> okay. And the other one's British, technically British. Oh, geez. All right, Gabe, let's get things uh, started right away and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Everyone should know. Uh, let's see. How about, um, let's see. I, you know, I'm, I'm just deeply connected to music since I was a kid. Uh, it's kind of how, part of how I relate to the world. I'm not a super extroverted person. Um, I'm really more about the music, and I communicate better through music than through conversation. But I'm going to do the best I can today. And uh, I'm kind of a family man. I have a wife and a, and a child at home, so I love to spend time at home whenever I can, which sometimes is not that often because I go on tour a fair amount. But um, also, I'm pretty laid back. And I'm a, a vegetarian, and I've been vegetarian my whole life, since I was is there, born. Is there anything else for us to have in common? I'm vegan, have a wife and two little boys, and what was the first thing you said? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, and you live and breathe music. Yeah, of course. Yes, that's right. That's well, we're right. right on the same page, yeah. man. This is awesome. How old's your little one? He's six. Oh, yeah. six. How's that going? It's great. He's in kindergarten, and he loves it. So, uh, oh, I've I've got, I've got that to look forward to. Yeah, you <laughs> How do. old is yours? I've got a three and a half year old and a one year old. So they're still in the you know on the the, the three and a half year olds in the uh, driving me nuts stage, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's just out of the uh, trying to kill himself all the time <laughs> phase. Oh, kind of. <laughs> no, he's just kind jumping of. off everything. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun though. It's great, and it is it is difficult to uh, you know maintain a music career while also 
trying to be a, a great husband and most importantly, a great father, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, it's no, uh, it's not, it's not easy if, even when you're in town all the time. So me being gone uh, definitely adds an extra challenge, but uh, I'm up for it. I, I love it. So that's right. Yeah. So you've had both the major label and more recently the independent experience. Um, I think that there are pros and cons to both. So at this moment in time, what would you say you prefer? Um, independent. Uh, at this point, it's it's new to me. It's novel. Um, I mean, there were great things about being on a label. You had more, you know, more kind of upfront resources, and you had a lot of people looking for you. But I don't know. I I felt like I was too much at the at the whims of the personnel changes at the label, like people getting fired, coming in. You know, I I wasn't ever sure if the person who really loved my music was going to be at the label in a few months' time. So. You know, and I kind of got burned a few times uh, by a couple of different labels in, in that regard. But I, I don't know. I just love the idea of, first of all, owning a recording. You know, before this independent record, I never owned more than like 10% of any recording ever made. So uh, it's nice to, nice to. And that's actually a better deal than most. <laughs> yeah, 10% yeah. is actually a better, higher percentage than most artists get. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a trade-off. I mean, I I don't know that I would have done that well as an independent artist just starting out because um, I didn't have any, uh, you know, you really do still have to have a good team, like a good management team and a good um, booking agent and all that. Um, but, uh, you know, like when I first started out, it was nice to have a record deal, nice to go and, and you know, have people kind of helping guide it and, and be sort of the... Uh, you know, more, more in control, I guess, creatively. But after a while, I just realized that wasn't, it wasn't for me, you know, started to kind of learn a little more what I wanted and what kind of music I wanted to put out there, you know, so. Well, how do you feel being on a major label kind of helped prepare you to become an independent artist? Um, well, you know, I, I think it, my whole evolution as an artist has been this journey of realizing that I need to trust my own instincts and my intuition about things. Um, you know, if something doesn't quite feel right, you know, uh, maybe don't do that. You know, if, if, if you're going to go into, if you're thinking about a manager or thinking about a, uh, a, a record label and there's something that, that's a little sleazy or a little like you don't, can't quite figure it out, but something doesn't feel right. Maybe, maybe try something else, you know? And, um, and I think, I think being on a label, here's the problem with, that I've had with labels and that probably a lot of people have with them is you're only a priority for them as long as they see fit for, for you to be, you know, um, it's not guaranteed that, you know, six months after your record comes out, for example, that they're still going to keep like pushing the record and trying to put it over the top, you know? So, uh, and I don't know, I, I'd rather kind of, I love the, the, the crowdfunding model because I can just appeal directly to my fans and say, look, I want to make a, an album. I have a whole bunch of songs and um, will you help me do that? And they do. And it's almost like you, you still need the functions of a record label, but it's nice to cut out the middleman and like the people saying, 
well, we need to market you like to this and we need you to, we don't want this song on the album and we want, you know, uh, it just feels a little more natural and, and like healthy, uh, for me as an artist to, to make more of the creative decisions. I think that answers your question. I hope. Yeah. You know, I love that you said trusting your instinct because, uh, you know, without getting too, into too much detail, I've personally had experiences where, you know, I didn't trust that instinct and every single time you regret it, you know, there's, there's just something yeah. in your gut that if, when you follow it, you know, and because sometimes this gets, gets in the way, you know, you, you rationalize and think, ah, you know, why am I feeling weird about this? You know, this is, this person's a really, uh, what's what I'm looking for. It's a very important person industry. You know, I, I've got to do this or that with them, you mm -hmm. know, but that might be right for a hundred other people. But if something's not clicking here, you know, it's just not the right fit. And it's like, whether, whether it's psychological or even a spiritual element to it, you know, who knows? I think it's important mm. we listen to that, you know, and it's, it sucks when you know that too, but you still ignore it for whatever reason you go back. I'm like, why did I ignore that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So I'm yeah. really glad to hear you say that, you know, I'm really glad to hear you say that. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's the head kind of like taking over for, for the, for the gut and the heart, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, wow, it, everything, you know, my head's telling me this is the right thing. Like this, management company or this label deal like or is, this is like a this is the big time right this, they're going to make everything happen for me but you know and the other thing is at the end of the day i mean it's on me like my i remember when i was still probably 20 i was in college and i'm kind of a you know a little bit of a space cadet uh in some ways i'm sort of like spacey i'm always thinking more about music than a lot of other things. And I remember my mom, mom saying, I was still like living at their place. And she was like, you know, you're the, you're the president of your corporation. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know. <laughs> but it took me a long time to like realize that's like, if I'm not like the engine and like making it happen um, and driven to do what I do, um, nobody else is going to do it for me. You know, they can help but they, they're not going to, like, make it happen. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, no one cares as much about your career as, as you do. No one, you know, people may really love what you do and they are behind you, but no one's as invested as you are in your own success. So I think you do have right. to take control. Um, even, mm. I guess, even if you're on a label, you, you still want to be in the driving seat. They should be, you know, working yeah. with you to help you achieve. And you don't want to be their, their pawn, I guess, you know, they should. Right. They should. Right. I know. I know they don't. Um, I want to quickly jump back to the gut thing uh, because I heard a really interesting. I I can't say it's a fact for sure because I don't know if it's a fact, but I heard that there's something like ten thousand brain cells in your gut, um, which is more than really? like one part of your brain or something. Uh, and apparently, that's one of the reasons why you should trust your gut because it's thinking as well. I, I challenge our audience to look this up and, and let us know <laughs> if Ross is onto something genius here or if he's not. It's <laughs> not my theory. It's way. not my theory. I did hear this. I, well, I mean, that does sound familiar. I say I, I, say I heard I it somewhere, but you know, yeah. you know what I'm like. Sometimes I, like I have dreams. Posted on Facebook, you know, like it's always April great, Fool's you know? Day. You know, <laughs> who knows? Well, I, I, w I tell you, I would not be surprised because I mean, there's so much that we're doing that we don't that we aren't controlling with just our thoughts, you know, like if I lift my arm up and put it down, like I'm not telling every single muscle and tendon to move, 
it's like we just do things and know things naturally in the world. And so I think there is a kind of intelligence that maybe we're not as tapped into as we should be. And maybe I just looked it up. The gut brain. It's true. It's yes! true. Gut and, and even your heart. Even your heart Nuts. too. Heart and gut. Isn't that interesting? I'm definitely going to start thinking more with my heart and my gut. My brain's pretty useless most of the time. Pretty interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to use those parts. I, I would I would agree with you. <laughs> Finally, that's, I agree with you. I know it makes a change. Wow, um, that's that's food for thought. Oh, it, okay. it is food for thought. And do you know what? I think I need to just feed my uh, <laughs> my gut brain cells even more. So uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so Gabe, you, you we touched a little bit on this at the start um, about being a family man. Um, and we're always quite curious, you know, obviously Marcio uh, has kids as well. So we're curious about how artists with families balance their personal life with their music. Do you have any advice or any tips for artists who may be struggling with this? Maybe they're you know, worried about going on tour or not sure mm-hmm. how they're going to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're on tour, I would say every day you got to talk to your your significant other your if you have kids to your kids because it's like if you're if you're gone and you let one day go by then there's really there's no relationship you know like you can it's just in your head you know so if you want to keep the relationship healthy you have to keep like nurturing it and staying in contact even when you know even when you don't necessarily aren't feeling like talking it's just better to keep that connection going um, yeah, that's the main thing from, from my perspective. I mean, and you just, you have to, when you're home, you have to make time for it. Even when there's a part of you that just feels like you need to work all the time, you know, and, and this is true of anybody, whether they're in music or not. And, uh, if you kind of are self-employed, like a lot of musicians are, you just have to make your own, you have to create the space for being with your family Like make it, you know, I had a friend who, he was super busy and he just made sure that he had dinner with his family every night, even if it meant going home, having the dinner and then going back to work, you know, just to keep that connection. Because if it, if it's important to you to stay married, to stay, uh, you know, in relationship with your family, you, you have to put the work in. So, Kids need structure and they need consistency more than anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So like even like you said, uh, that's that's like me, like dinner time is dinner time, you know, no matter yeah. what, when possible, you know, we even all if Ross is calling, Marcio, I need even you. Like, <laughs> no, no. Now it's time with I'll my kids. You put you on the tablet. You can Ross. have dinner with us. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably happened, <laughs> right. actually. Yeah, that probably has happened. <laughs> so your new record came out. I'm really excited because because uh, Gabe and I, I worked on Gabe's new website and that uh, and I previewed some of the artwork i think i'd maybe heard one of the tracks while we were building the set i I can't quite remember but it's nice now to sort of see the album is now out um and it's sounding great so why don't you tell us a little bit about about the new record and uh, and why everyone should check it out uh well i recorded it last year uh in nashville at a studio called the smokestack with a producer named paul moke and i called in some of my favorite musicians who i've played with over the years John O'Ricks, who's a drummer who was in my band for a long time. We were college roommates. He now plays mostly with the Wood Brothers, 
but uh, he came came back and played on this whole album. Victor Krauss played on the album, bass on the album. A guy named Chris Donigan played guitar, and a bunch of other really special guests. And I, I, I've always, as a musician, I've always loved the way musicians play together. And so I decided I would kind of just get all these guys together. And I didn't, I, I, on the very first day of recording, that's when I started playing them the song. So we didn't have any rehearsals beforehand or anything because, you know, when, you get, when musicians are, are that good, they can just hear the song and play it. And it keeps the freshness, you know, that I feel like after a couple of days of playing a song, sometimes the freshness can go away. So uh, so I, we would just, I would literally play them a song and we would write out a chart and then go in and record it. And that's how the whole album went for about five days. Um, and, uh, in those five days we got the basic tracks done and then, um, Paul Moak and I finished up the vocals over the next few weeks. And we had a couple special guests come in, uh, Natalie Press came in and sang a guest vocal, um, which was nice that we got her because she was on tour with Ryan Adams opening for him. And it took us a while to like coordinate the schedule. So we ended up waiting until they came through Nashville to play the Ryman auditorium. And she was able to drop by the studio with her little dog and, and sing the part. And uh, so anyway, that it, it was cool, you know, and I did it through pledge music. So I got to kind of keep the fans involved with little videos as I went along of, here we are recording vocals. Here we are listening to this thing we just recorded. And um, that was kind of fun. And I think, I think it, people enjoyed it, you know, I think that, cause I'm, like I said, I'm really kind of more of an introverted person. I just like to play the music and like make the best album I can. And I'm, it doesn't come naturally to me to let folks into the process. So I think it was good for me to do that. You know, I couldn't relate to you anymore. I'm doing a pledge music thing right now too, and believe it or not, I'm I'm similar to you in the sense that when I'm working, I, I kind of just want to be in that world. You know what I mean? Just want to. So it, you kind of have to step out of that a little mm -hmm. bit to share it with people, which is amazing. You want to share it, not that you don't want to share it at all. It's just that you also don't yeah. want to be taken away from what you're so focused on. You know, so it takes yeah. a lot. Of, but it, but it's a payoff. It's a payoff for sure to share that process with people, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's funny how there are people who just who just do that naturally. Like they'll, uh, you know, I I was on a trip with uh, some people, and this one gal was just like, everything we did, she was Instagramming it and like taking a picture and like doing a video, and I'm like, wow, that's. I mean, I guess maybe the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. But uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm still. <laughs> I think there needs to be a balance. I, I guess just for me, I know Russ, we've talked about this before. I think there needs to be a balance though. You still, you can share a lot, but I think you still need to have boundaries, whatever that means to you. You still have to be have boundaries of what you're not going to share, you know, just so you still have somewhat of a personal life. Cause that's so important, you know, where yeah. some people, I guess that, cause I think th there's a fine line in sharing and then ex exploitation, you know what I mean? So it's like, again, and that different definitions to each person, I think, you know, yeah. I have a line where what, what's exploitation, you know, um, versus what's just sharing music and, and life with people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
I, I always worry that people are, you know, I'm just going to put too much out there and, and people will be like, oh, him again. God, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> you know unless unless it's like all over the news, 24-7, like Justin Bieber, and some people are still not sick of him. I think we're okay. That's a good point. <laughs> we're okay. That's a really, yeah, really good okay. point. Uh, I got a good question for you, though, Gabe. Uh, something I'm actually really interested in knowing. Um, if you could have known just one thing when you first started your career in the music industry that you know now, what would it be? Oh, I think I'd probably go to what I said before, which is to kind of to trust my intuition on things. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, that's really the main thing I would say is just kind of trust your intuition. Uh, and also, I mean, people ask me a lot what, what, like if they're a young artist, like what they should, they should do. And, um, I feel like you should just play as much as you can and create as much as you can and persevere. And these are things that I kind of did. So I can't say, well, I wish I'd done that. Um, but, but you know, that's, that's one thing that I think is really important. I mean, when you're just starting out and really trying to establish yourself as an artist, like you can't, you can't really play too much, you know? I mean, because every time you play, you're getting better. And, you know, I really think there's something to be said for Malcolm Gladwell's theory on the 10,000 hours, making you become sort of a master at something. And so you just got to go out. I can, I don't even know how many gigs I played where I probably sounded bad, you know, I mean, as good as I could, but and for and ever and you just kind of like refine your thing um uh, uh, when it comes to live for me for example it was just being on stage and like c connecting with the audience that took me a long time to sort of get a natural feel for to the point where now i go up on stage and it's like uh, some people feel like i'm a different like I, i'm almost like a different person on stage uh because i i'm sort of quiet and reserved when I'm not on stage and then I go on stage and I I'm talkative and like say things, you know, but it's just because I know what my role is up there. I know that, that I'm the guy that's supposed to like keep it somewhat interesting, you know? Um, and those are the kind of things that I just learned from doing it over and over and over. And so, uh, yeah, I would encourage younger artists to do that. And, but mostly trust your feelings that, that that's a big one and it's hard to do sometimes you know when when people are like this is the this person is a big wig they're gonna like yeah. make it happen for you you know yeah so anyway we we had that conversation but, but it's you have to live important. with your choices you need to live with your choices they don't need to live with your choices you yeah. know anyone else that tells you that and speaking about trusting your gut feeling i want to know your gut feeling for the next 20 questions are you ready to do this oh my god okay sure all right, here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. We know the answer to this one already, but meat or veggies? Veggies. Yeah! <laughs> yeah I did one of those like vegan things. Like, yeah! <laughs> so geeky. <laughs> Love it. TV or Netflix? Netflix. I, we're, we're total cord cutters over here. We don't even have a, have a cable subscription. Oh, wow. Wow. Netflix all the way. But, <laughs> it's anyway. all good. And when you're watching your Netflix shows, are you on Twitter or Facebook? Um, I, I spend more time on Twitter lately. 
but uh, when I'm you're on, on Twitter, are you ever eating yogurt or are you doing yoga? <laughs> oh my God. We're really trying uh, to shake these up, Aaron. <laughs> is this a serious? Is that a these, are all the, these are actually the questions. Yeah. yeah. Yoga or yoga. Does it have to be one or the other? Uh, uh, yogurt or yoga? Oh, man. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say yogurt because I just haven't been doing yoga lately. I'd like to. But uh, yeah, yogurt. Batman or Superman? Oh, man. God, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> He's so mad. He's like, how dare you make <laughs> that, how, how do I decide? I, you know, I guess, you know, there's a case to be made for for each one superman is like I, that's my natural first choice but batman is like one of us you know he's not an alien so it's, it's easier to relate to, except for that yeah <laughs> now, I, i'm gonna go really? with my gut i'm gonna go with my gut on this one and say superman there we go there we go superman. nashville or brooklyn nashville although i did live in brooklyn for a year and a half i i loved it but nashville's where i grew up so oh, it's, not, where, it's where I live it. now. Indie or major? Indie. Studio or stage? Uh, I guess stage. Yeah. It's so different, right? It's hard to... It's so different. different. I spend more time... Performing. I spend more time on stage uh, uh, lately, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say stage. Canada or Scotland? Oh. <laughs> Yes. Why are you doing this we to me? There. Wow. <laughs> that from the beginning, hasn't it, Ross? We've been asking that question from day one. Uh, yeah, I think of- so, yep. I, I mean, I love Scotland. I've done some touring over there, Glasgow especially. I, I really That's like where Ross is. There you go. Okay. Well, you know, but I... I'm so I've I've spent more time in Canada and there I I think because I'm just the neighbor to the south I think I'm going to have to go Canada and I oh. have so I have so many friends in Canada if you're making me choose <laughs> I, then I I have to you are I have making to, me choose <laughs> I have to say I have to say Canada yeah vampires or zombies vampires no question oh yeah. South Park or Family Guy? It used to be Family Guy. I think it's South Park now. South Park's pretty awesome. Education or experience? Uh, education. Style or substance? Substance. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? That's a, that's a Michael serious Jackson. question. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no question about that one. <laughs> so Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Oh, man. God, that is not an... Can I say neither? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Celine, w- like, which would I just... Oh, man. Go with the gut. Go with I don't want I don't want to say Celine because I'm not really a, a Celine Dion fan, but... I'm probably more of a Celine Dion fan than a, than a Marilyn Manson fan. Yeah. I have to tell you though, I have to tell you this when I was, a, I was in college, there was a tour. I saw the Rolling Stones and the openers were the first opener was the Dave Matthews band. And the middle opener was smashing pumpkins. This was at the orange bowl oh. in Miami. Okay. And smashing pumpkins brought, uh, Marilyn Manson on for a song. It was pretty cool, nice. but That's I still awesome. I can't uh, 
I can't really connect with Marilyn Manson as much as Celine Dion. Sure. Which Ricky really does really doesn't say anything for Marilyn Manson at all. <laughs> Sorry. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah. Whale yeah. or kale? Did you say whale or kale? That is yeah, no, pretty much everyone's exact response. Strange accent. <laughs> uh, kale. I like kale. What can I say? You're a vegetarian. I mean, I hope yeah. that you like kale. I mean, it's it's a staple. Bet Midler or the Riddler? Uh, <laughs> the Riddler, I guess. Well, I'll say Bet Midler because she's a musician, and I'm a musician. I guess. There you go. And the final question, which is the most important, um, because it will determine the future of our potential friendship and, and future relationship. Here we go. Ross or Marcio? Oh, come on, guys. Do you really do this? We do this, to everyone? Yeah. yeah. That's awful. Yeah, that's just usually awful. Yeah. I'm just going to say, only because I've known you longer, I'm going to say Ross. Yeah. That's the only reason. You've known me longer, and, and I'm more awesome. Or something. And you, you, you designed my website, so uh, you know that's that's. Speaking you know. of designing your website, it is GabeDixon.com. Uh, apparently, a lot of people have been really liking how it turned out, and have been requesting Ross to make a website similar to it. So that's great. Go to GabeDixon.com. Check that out. You're also on Twitter as GabeDixonMusic, and your web- Instagram is uh, GabeDixon. That's very easy. And your Facebook is GabeDixonBand. Everyone should go check that out. Yes. Am I right? That's right. That's, yeah. Cool. And yeah. Uh, as for me, I'm working on. Oh, what? Go ahead, Ross. No, sorry. Go ahead. I, no, I actually just, just wanted to put in enthusiastic. Make, make me have to do more editing on this. <laughs> I just wanted to put in enthusiastic. Yeah. I don't know. You know why? I was going with my good gut. That's all I can say. That was a good one. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, you, it's important. Yeah. Important. Go with your, go with your gut brain. <laughs> gut brain. <laughs> That's the title of the episode like right there. Full circle gut brain. <laughs> as for moi <laughs> um, I'd love for you to be a part of my brand new solo album by going to marcianovelli.com slash pledge you can also watch my award winning documentary about the making of my last album for free at marcianovelli.com slash walking proof make sure to follow me on twitter, facebook, instagram and spotify which are all my name Marcio Novelli and I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog posts at electrickiwi.co.uk. You will find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton. If you'd like some help uh, navigating the music industry, go see him. Also, Buck Naked Soap Company. They make amazing vegan soap. I've personally used it and they are awesome. And finally, Social Surge. Uh, they market your Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All links are in the show notes, so make sure to check them out. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. This has been great, man. Really loved having you on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Good luck with the album, and uh, good luck going independent, man. I I wish you all the best. I think it's going to be great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You're welcome, and everyone needs to check the album out because it's awesome. Yeah, what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. We 
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 